everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, if you've been joining us the last couple weeks, you will know that we've been working through a series on anger at God, and we have talked through a variety of areas, points, challenges, encouragements, and we do prayerfully hope that has been encouraging to you. We plan these series, the last two, so the one last month was also on heartache and suffering, Mm -hmm. and we really felt like, man, we got to dive into this anger at God because they couple up so well, and so we want to continue to encourage you. If you've not listened to last month's, we encourage you to do that, but also to continue moving backwards up to this point. Today, we're going to talk more about the practical side of things Mm -hmm. and really how to walk through, because as we've talked about, Mel, I want to continue to reiterate that all of us walk through seasons of suffering and heartache. All of us will probably bump up against a season where we are angry with God. Mm But at that point, we have a choice of whether or not we're going to remain angry or whether or not we're going to move forward and give space to shift out of that anger. Whether That's a variety of things that we've talked through over the last couple of weeks. But if we don't, we will move into a place of destruction. That's mm-hmm. just the reality. Mm-hmm. There will be a wall. There will be a falling away. And so hopefully this this series has been encouraging to folks to go, man, that is there in my life and I need to address it and to move forward. And so today we do want to hit more on the practical points on addressing that anger with God and so that we can come out on the other side stronger and more rooted, which is what the Lord has for us. Yeah. As we've had this discussion, I just think I, I've continued to go back to John 10, 10. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, man, the enemy really is out to just steal and kill and destroy and if he can't destroy you completely or take you off your walk with the Lord at all he will just suck the life out of you with this stuff he'll suck every ounce of joy and peace you've got like he will be out to destroy you in the midst of heartache we really talked about that a lot last week was Mm -hmm. just the the, that that third player that we can sometimes forget is totally behind all of this you know and so um, as we kind of move into this practical side of things today we have really I mean really throughout these last two months as we've talked about heartache and suffering and anger at God we've continue to f- refer back to this book um, by Jennifer Rothschild called God is Just Not Fair. And I will say this, man, do I encourage you to go pick up a copy of this book. It's so good. It's a lot. It mm-hmm. is a, it is a lot. I actually got this resource years ago when I was kind of walking through some other things that, you know, I was just disappointed and disillusioned and, and angry at the Lord. But I remember when I read it, I was like, well, that was a swift kick in the tail. Like, that was not, that didn't feel good at all, but that was really good and I really needed it. So, I recommend it to people all the time, but I also knew that when I just walked through this most recent, um, you know, experience of heartache, 
I knew I needed to be ready to read the book. Right. I was like, I know I'm going to need that kick in the tail, but I am not there today. Like right. I needed to walk through some things with the Lord before I was ready for her to kick me in the backside <laughs> again. So I encourage you to, to check it out, but also be ready that, that she really hits things in such a raw, honest place, but it can be some hard truths yeah. to stomach sometimes, but oh, it's so good and it's so necessary. Um, but in this in this book, she talks about the story of of Jacob from the Bible, and really, honestly, to like set up the whole story of of, of when Jacob wrestled with God, like it's a lot, mm-hmm. there's a lot of details, but it's very fascinating. Go in, read it. We don't have time to unpack all of that right now, but this story really begins. Um, Jacob's story begins in Genesis 25, so start there. It actually goes for a few chapters, um, but. There's a point in Jacob's story that one night um, he is alone and a man starts wrestling with him. Now, I have a lot of side questions here on like what he was just sitting there and all of a sudden there's a man and he's wrestling. Like, <laughs> was he, how did this happen? Was it just so dark that he just didn't know and someone's touching him all of a sudden? Like, I really want to know how this all broke down. <laughs> how this played out. That's beside the point. But Jacob starts wrestling back. And then when the man realizes that he can't overpower Jacob, he touches the socket. It says he touches the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip is literally knocked out of joint. Now, I've had joints knocked out of alignment. And let me just talk about the unbelievable pain. I can't wrap my mind around my hip being knocked out of joint. So this happens, but Jacob doesn't quit. And at some point in this whole thing, I think Jacob realizes that he's wrestling with God. Like, it's not it's not crystal clear to me when I read the story of, like, when this all became clear to him that, oh, this isn't just a man. It's, just, it's a crazy story. Um, but anyway, all this to say, Jacob doesn't quit wrestling. And the man says to him, let me go. But Jacob says, not until you bless me. Mm. And so the man asks him what his name is and he says Jacob and the man says your name isn't Jacob anymore it's Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome and I love so much the point that Jennifer makes in this book this is this is directly from the book she says God has taught me that as I wrestle with him not to choose flight but to choose a holy fight an unwillingness to let go of God until he uses this injury to bless me so she says will you fight will you cling to God will you hold on with all your strength and expect that whatever injury God allows will result in blessing wow and so that's where we're going today. Mm-hmm. You've got to hold on. You've got to have that unwillingness to let go until you see the blessing, because that is a promise. That's right. That is a promise. He says that he will use what the enemy means to harm and bring good. So you can bank on that one. Mm-hmm. And if you will hold on, if you'll keep leaning in and not give up. I mean, when you, I just, I'm like, when you think about the sport of wrestling, it's like the most awkward sport ever to watch. <laughs> God bless all of you who wrestle or wrestled or have kids who do, but like they they have to get so close to each other, right. like awkwardly close. I don't understand all of the art of wrestling. So that might help me. But when I watch it, I'm just like, I don't like this. This feels weird. Okay. But Wrestling like requires this very close, like skin to skin proximity, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so amazing that that's how this story unfolds. That it's that they're wrestling, and so she says in the book, the point of wrestling with God is to give you an opportunity to cling to Him. Wow. You are blessed when you bring your hurts and your questions to God and struggle with them in His presence. In that divine wrestling match, you may feel wounded. 
but you will also receive a blessing that you couldn't have received any other way. Wrestling requires clinging and a determination to never let go. And then she says, the only reason God wrestles with his children is to bless them. (sighs) And so I, I just love how this story ends with there's this wrestling match with God but in the end Jacob walks away with Olympias but he walks away with a new name Mm -hmm. he walks away different and he literally says in scripture I saw God face to face and so when we're in the midst of these dark places and these painful places and this anger at God when you can hold on and you can cling to him in the middle of it you can walk away with a new name Mm -hmm. you can walk away saying I just saw God face to face and oh my word can I just testify personally and saying it's worth it yeah it's so worth it and I remember you said a couple weeks ago Mel that it was in those times that you went face to face with the Lord and asked the hard questions and didn't try to pretty it up that those were the most powerful exchanges with the Lord that Mm -hmm. you came out going I have a whole different level of perspective Mm -hmm. not maybe the answers of why answered but there is a heart to heart and an eyeball to eyeball with the Lord that changes everything that would not have come if you had not clung to him and had not gone there and so I love that story and even that excerpt that you spoke about from her book that I feel like even in our practical conversation we can pull a couple mm-hmm. very specific things out of mm-hmm. the first one that she talks about is choosing to fight instead of to take flight and so how often have we talked about this that we want to isolate we want to run we want to hide from God when we are hurt and angry that is just our humanity coming out you know kind of the stiff arming of like I'm mm-hmm. angry with you I don't understand I am walking through the deepest darkest hole of my life Life, you are the last person that I want to talk to right now yeah. and how that anger and rage can so quickly throw up that wall. But as we have said over and over again, and we're con- going to continue to reiterate that that is the worst thing we can do, mm-hmm. that while it makes sense and there is a good explanation for how you're feeling that way, our challenge is that you don't excuse yourself to stay there, that there is a season for that, but to quickly move out of that and to say, you know, what? I will fight this through with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I will not fight against the Lord. Yeah. And the next next point that she makes that I just love is this clinging to God. And when we were preparing these notes, I was like, I need to look up what cling means hmm. because that's a very specific mm-hmm. word. And when I looked up good old Webster's, it says cling means to adhere to as if glued firmly, to hold or to hold onto tightly or tenaciously, to have a strong emotional attachment or dependence and to remain. That we could pull out for the next three Mm. days, it feels like, because there's so many different pieces of that to adhere to, to hold on to tightly, to have a strong emotional attachment or dependence. And I love the last one, to remain. Mm. Sometimes our clinging may literally be, Lord, I am going to sit here in your presence until I hear from you. I'm going to stay right where I am until I receive something from you that gives me hope or perspective or helps me to shift out of this utter place of despair and loss and even despondency, but that the clinging comes from simply showing up and leaning in and going, Lord, I will hold on until that blessing and that perspective and that truth comes. Yeah. And I love what she also says about expecting the blessing to come from the injury because that's what we're talking about is that there we understand that of all the people listening to these podcasts there is a long list of injury whether that's the heartache the suffering the diagnosis the loss the whatever it could be Mm -hmm. we all walk through injury at one level or another but how often do we expect a blessing to come from it and even when I looked up 
to expect, one of the definitions was to consider certain, Mm. that I consider it certain that God is going to bless me from this injury. But I can promise you that if you don't cling and you don't press in and you don't lean in, it makes it very difficult for that blessing to be translated to you. And so it's when we expect it and settle in and go, Lord, I've walked through this injury and you've promised that blessing will come to me. I'm expecting it. I'm considering it certain. Therefore, I'm waiting upon you to bring that to me. He will do it. Yeah. 100% no question. It may not always come easily, but he has it for you. And I would say that the last thing is to really trust that the wrestling will bring a blessing while the fight or the flight will bring destruction. And so we've said this, I've probably said it 16 times in the last four weeks, is that when we choose to fly and to move away from God, it will lead to some level of destruction. As we've said, whether that's completely moving out of relationship with God or having a very neat and tidy relationship with him that has very little connection. I don't know about y'all, but that's not where I want to go. But when you walk through difficulty and you do cling and you do expect the blessing and you do do all of the things that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, you will come out stronger for it. Mm-hmm. There will be a blessing. You will be in a position with the Lord that you are more connected and deeper rooted and more sure of his character and his love and his care for you than you did on the front end. Mm-hmm. And you've even said that recently in the last couple of weeks too, Mel. And that's easier said than done, but I, we all we can do is promise that from the other side. Yeah. And so if you are walking through this, that is our encouragement to take from this. Yeah. And even in hearing you say that, you know, I just keep going back to some of the stuff that we talked about last month um, of just... I think sometimes in the middle of of the pain and the anger, we look at this idea of God blessing me on the other side of it, but we're like, yeah, that's like second prize. Like that's like second place because you actually took or stole something, you know, this is what we're thinking, right? (laughs) That I wanted. And Mm -hmm. so I know for for me, and um, I don't know if I've mentioned it in this actual show, but if you've been listening, you know, we lost a baby earlier this year. And so it was easy for me to say, okay, so the baby's gone, which is what we wanted more than anything. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to give me some random second place blessing on the other side of this. Right. I, you, what I wanted the most is gone. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, well, I'll still give you something good. Like that's kind of the perspective that I came with that. And I think, and this was what we talked about a lot last month was just this idea that we have this perspective of what is good and what is a blessing. And I had to have a real gut check moment of going, do I seriously think that me knowing and loving Jesus in a deeper and more intimate way is second place to me even having a baby? Yeah. Mm. That's a hard <laughs> and one. And there was even a point where I kind of had to confess, like, I think I almost idolized this thing that I wanted so badly and this circumstance that I wanted to look a certain way over even, because I'm actually looking at this situation going, yeah, a closer relationship with you, whatever, that's fine. But I really just wanted the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and so just now on the other side of that, like you said, it's easy to say on the other side, but truly on the other side, the way that I know and love Jesus on this side of all of it, 
it's crazy for me to say this, but I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. I still want the baby, yeah. but I would not trade what I received from this. And to understand that deeper blessing and to trust when you're in the middle of the darkness, that this blessing that the Lord has in store for me is not a second rate thing. It's not That's a second right. place blessing. If the greatest thing in my life is to know and to follow him, then like we talked about last month, anything that pushes me closer to that place is considered good. It's like the best thing. And this is for sure one of those things that you may not be ready to hear. So I, you know, I, I would not have been able to hear that in the early days, but now I can truly say it, it, it is the best thing. It's yeah. the best thing. And so I think the other huge thing that I would add to this is just that we, um, in the middle of this anger, we have to choose to trust God more than we trust our feelings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> our feelings. Oh, there's such a... They're such a comfortable driver for us, they you know, are. and it's easy, I think, when things are kind of good and fine to be like, no, trust God, not your feelings. Like, of course, that's easy. No, it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy at all. When you are in the midst of anger and pain and heartache, all you want to do is just go with those feelings and trust the way you feel because what what you're feeling feels true. It feels right. And so, and, and of course, I'm not knocking our feelings. Our that's emotions right. tell us a whole lot. They actually benefit us a whole lot. Um, but when we allow our feelings to dictate what is true, that's when we can start going down some not so great. That's right. Great roads. And I would add to that, Mel, even just from the book that we continue to come back to. Um, the author says, trust God more than your feelings. Our feelings are real, but they don't always reflect absolute reality. That's so good. Our feelings about a situation may not always match the facts of the mm. situation. Mm-hmm. Feelings are important to acknowledge, though. Don't disregard them. Learn from them. What do they represent? What are they inviting you to pay attention to? So don't repress them, but let them serve you rather than govern you. Yep. Feel your emotions, but don't confuse them with facts or base your faith on them. Your feelings will change. The season of pain will change, mm-hmm. but God never does. So good. <laughs> I mean, so good. What, right else say? Mm-hmm. what else can you say about it? I mean, God is unchanging, but clearly our feelings mm-hmm. from moment to moment, even in the midst of really difficult seasons, your feelings will change depending on the day. Mm-hmm. There may be a morning that you wake up and you don't even know how you're going to get out of bed. The next morning you may wake up and there may be a different level of hope and a moving forward. And then the next day you may be back in bed. So understanding that your feelings are so important. You don't want to ignore them or repress them. But like you said, feelings follow. They are not supposed to always lead out. And especially as you're moving out of the initial shock and acuteness of the loss and the difficulty and the challenge that you're moving through, as you continue to move further and further away from that initial difficulty, that's when you have to be even more mindful of your feelings because your feelings will try to keep you stuck. They don't always move us out. Truth does. God does. Connection does. Clinging to him does. And so acknowledging where those feelings need to stay, but keeping them in the correct box and that they don't lead out. Yep. And so good. Well, the last thing that I will just kind of close us on today is, is also from from that book and she talks about choosing loyalty over logic yeah and so the challenge is can you choose to loyally love and follow and trust God and be faithful in that even when the path you're traveling on 
doesn't make any sense to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what God says about himself is way more dependable than whatever you can make sense of in your brain about what's happening in your life right now. And you know, I shared a couple of weeks ago just about how in those early days after we lost the baby, I I was so plagued by the why, 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 why God? And I, and I truly felt like he said, I can't, like, I can't, you couldn't wrap your mind around the why if I even tried to tell you why. Yeah. And he did remind me that like, I only know in part, but one day I will know in full. And can I trust him in the midst of that gap? Um, and so, and so for all of the whys and all of the things that literally didn't make one single ounce of sense to me, I had to choose. I had to, to make a choice whether or not I was going to actually believe that God was who he says he was. And it took me a while and my feelings were not there. They were not there, but I had to choose every single day. And eventually, you know, it's funny. I think we say like, eventually your feelings follow and they do follow, but I think they follow because God begins to honor the choice that you're making every day. That's right. And he begins to shift your heart and That's he right. begins to align your heart and your soul with what you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what you know of the situation makes no sense so you have to lean on what you know of him um, and it just it takes me right back to that Corey Ten Boom quote that we, we mentioned mm-hmm, a couple of weeks good. ago that says when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark you don't throw away the ticket and jump off you sit still and you trust the engineer. And I've had to go back. I mean, that was a framer for me for a while there of just having to go back to like, you got to sit still and trust the engineer. It's dark. You don't see where you're going. This doesn't make any sense, but you got to sit still and you got to trust the one who's in charge of all of this and what he says about himself. And so, um, man... Whew. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground <laughs> these last few weeks. This has been a lot, guys. Yeah, it's been it a lot. Um, and as we wrap this up, I just... I'm thinking like, man, for all of you who have been listening to this series and you're in, you're smack dab in the middle of this, you're, you're in the middle of pain, you're in the middle of heartache, you're in the middle of anger and doubts and questions and all of it. If I could sit across from you right now and grab your hands and just look with like a fierce love in my eyes at you and say, it's okay. God's not upset with you. God's not disappointed in you. Don't stop leaning in and don't Mm -hmm. stop showing up and don't give up. And I promise you that if you will keep leaning into these questions and doubts and keep bringing them to him and not walk the other direction, I can promise you that on the other side of this, you're going to know an intimacy with him that you've never known before. You're going to know him. You're going to understand him. You're going to love him. And you are going to carry a different level of fullness in your relationship with him because of it. And it is so, it's so worth it. Like, I could not say that enough. It's so worth it on the other side. And so, man, it may be that you're like, okay, a few of these podcasts I couldn't stomach, but maybe in a few weeks I can. So maybe you need to go back and listen to a few of these as the Lord kind of brings you into those places. But I can guarantee you that he's going to fight for your heart if you'll keep showing up. He will. He wants it more than you do. That's right. And so... I just want to encourage you with that. Um, We hope that you've been encouraged. We hope that you will even consider like, man, are there some people I know that need to be encouraged with some of these words that need someone to maybe just be able to be with them where they are and meet them where they are. We hope that we've done that in this last series, that we haven't tried to sugarcoat stuff, um, but that we've been able to just be raw and honest with you. And so we just, we pray that you've been encouraged and we'll be jumping into a whole new series next month. We might might go for a little lighter topic in the weeks to come, (laughs) uh, but we do hope that you've been encouraged. 
We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.